Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. everyone. Welcome back to That's Myrony Podcast. I am so excited. I know I say it every single time, but I'm really excited because this is one of my best friends from high school who's joining me today, Alan Jacks Bowers. So a little bit about Alan. Alan Jacks Bowers is a drummer, percussionist, and producer and owner of Mud Cut South Studios in Englewood, Florida, and is currently performing live and doing studio work and production for clients all over the world. He has been playing since the age of 10 and has studied with some great players like the late Ralph McDonald, Will Calhoun from Living Color, Carl Latham, and the staff of Drummers Collective in New York City. His musical journeys regularly bring him to St. Bart's, Key West, Jamaica, Barbados, Hawaii, Las Vegas, Disney, Virgin Atlantic, and Norwegian Cruise Lines, and beyond. He has shared recording credits with Lee Sklar, Kenny Aronoff, and Rich Redman, just to name a few, and has had the pleasure of performing with Jimmy Buffett's Coral Reefer Band and Club Trini, including 10-time CMA Musician of the Year winner, Mac McAnally. Alan also proudly endorses so many drum and percussion companies, actually too many to say, but uh, let's go meet Alan and hear all about his uh, myronies that has led him to connect to some pretty cool, famous musician friends. And we even have a surprise at the end of the episode. So let's go meet Alan Jacks Bowers. Hi, Alan. Thank you so much for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. You got it. Thanks for having me. Oh, you know what's really crazy? You, I mean, holy geez, want to talk about our myronic connection and stories, and that's what we're going to go into. But you are my oldest and dearest friend. Well, besides being one of my oldest and dearest friends, you're the first one ever on my podcast that literally knows like almost my entire crazy story that I've been putting out to the world now. And you can actually <laughs> validate so much of it that it's yes. like, no, this chick isn't just fat shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> we just have some fun stories to share, but you know, the concept of myrony are the crazy coincidences that happen in life that we can't explain. Um, it's also a more modern day word for sign or synchronicity. However, it has its own definition because it is synchronicity in motion. You see a sign and then there's an action to take that continues this progression. And I love to say it's the divine design that interweaves us together. And as I mentioned in your bio, which is unbelievable of the people that you know, <laughs> I get around, yeah. <laughs> you get, yeah, as a musician, as a drummer and percussionist, I mean, your story is unbelievable. So I'm so excited to like kind of start from the beginning of like, you know, our, our friendship from when we were in high school to mm -hmm. where you are now. And then like all the cool people you're connected to. And so, <laughs> and I'm just going to be putting this invitation and I kind of talked to this off you know, before we started recording, but I want to have you as a guest co-host so we can bring on love all to. your cool friends and hear their myronies. And we actually have yeah. one that I'm so excited about that to the listeners, there's a big announcement at the end of this. So mm -hmm. I can't wait to share <laughs> that, right? Yeah. So, okay. So going back to, I mean, we're both from Sparta, New Jersey, a yep. little tiny suburb town about an hour outside of New York City. And um, <laughs> Sparta was an interesting place, right? It was like- Yes, it was. Ooh. Still is. Yeah. It still is. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Because 
um, I always like to let the listeners know, where are you calling in from? Uh, Englewood Beach, Florida is where I live. I'm and on the West Coast. On the West Coast? You're on the East West, Coast. I'm on the West Coast of Florida. Oh, West Coast of Florida. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Alan, do you know your geography? I do, I do. But you also lived up closer to where we grew up for quite a while. Like you moved to Florida what, a few years ago? Uh, three years. Yeah, been here full three time years. three okay. years. Yeah. Okay. But you were kind of like in the uh, closer to where we grew up. Like you still yeah. have a lot of connections with um with with friends back there. Which oh, absolutely. Really, which would be really yeah. fun for us to share the episode and all oh, the yeah. Florida people. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> They'll yep. be like. Holy geez, I remember that girl. He's wow. alive. She's alive. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I never went to any of the reunions or any of that. Fun oh, stuff. me neither. Yeah. No. So we're basically, we're a grade apart. So we weren't in the same grade. Um, but you and I had this unbelievable friendship from the beginning. Like I can't yeah. remember exactly when we realized how close we were, but we have this soul connection mm-hmm. that is not anything. And I want people to know you can have soul connections between a a guy and a girl and then not be anything more than just an amazing friendship. People are like, yeah. oh, you can't be a true friend with a, with a guy who's yeah. a girl. And it's like, no, you can't. No, no, you we, can. We're proof of that. We <laughs> are actual proof. I think we yeah. might be one of the only ones that are like, like that proof because most of the time yeah. it's not like that, but we mm-hmm. had such an interesting connection where there were so many times you would call me and the phone would not ring and I would just pick up. Oh yeah, the and, old school landlines. Yeah. Yes, the old school landlines. <laughs> and like vice versa. Like we were always just so in sync in the most mm-hmm. interesting way. So yep. I, I have to ask before we dive into your crazy myronic story, um, in the music world, where are you in like your spiritual beliefs? What do you think of? Because I represent, so for anybody who's listening to the podcast for the first time, I represent God is love with an awesome sense of humor through my little logo for anybody who's watching on YouTube. There's a little wink. I call him winky. winky. And, and the idea behind this, and I, I'm just the first, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I somehow spent 24 hours with God back on May 10th, 2015. I know how unbelievably crazy that sounds. But I have proof of all of this because I had literally took pictures before things happened and the most, un- most amazing things have unfolded because of it. And, but really, I believe I'm here to, with so many others, to break the box of what people think of who God is. Mm-hmm. And when I met God, it was just an omnipresent, beautiful energy. And believe me, I have no idea why I was the one chosen to you know, experience this. Um, and anybody who wants to actually hear the spiritual story, they can go to episode 57 through 59 of my podcast. And also episode one explains where Myrony came from in the first place. But, um, I will say God had like the biggest ego, but was so full of love, balanced himself out. (laughs) He thinks he's really funny too. Hmm. And I feel like our lives have shown so many of these Myronies. You know, and then it's so funny because you know me from so back then, you know, my last we name kids, yeah. is literally Myronic, just Myronic. pronounced or just spelled differently because everyone has these Myronic experiences, just not the way I spell my last name. So with that little, well, very long explanation, where are you in your beliefs? I mean, I, I was raised in the church. I went to church when I was a kid, like a lot of us did. Um, yes, Catholic. Yeah, me too. Um, definitely fell out of that whole thing. I mean, a long time ago. Me too. Um, me too. But I'm definitely. Uh, I hate to, s- to say it this coined way, but I'm not religious. I'm spiritual, and I am. It's true. I hate to use that coined phrase, but it's, no, it's it a describes beautiful. it to a T. Um, you know, I do indeed believe there is something greater than all of us, as you do. It's not. It has nothing to do with what you do on Sunday morning. But that's, you know, but um, yeah, so I mean, I just, I think uh, between my family and my own kids and just life, you know, it just, you know, it's, it's everything, everything comes together. Yeah. In its own way. And, you know, whether it's ironic, myronic, whatever, you know. <laughs> well, now you know the difference between ironic and myronic because mm-hmm. myronic is bringing in the spiritual side. And we mm-hmm. have so much to share about that. But, you know, the, the most interesting thing that happened with me is I, you know, I was brought up Catholic 
I turned against the Catholic church. Not that there's anything wrong for those that are still part of it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I just was always like, if I lived in another part of the world, that's what I would believe. So how can I say this is the only way of being? Well, mm. as you know, my story of how I got married in six days in the hospital, I was born, engaged, and married in the same hospital. Um, and my father passed away one week later, which I know you've lost both your parents as I've lost both my parents. Mm-hmm. And of course, that yep. always makes a massive impact. And I'm going to ask you a question in just a second. But it was my father mm-hmm. that I discovered I had mediumship abilities. And he gave me one of the most profound messages. And he's like, Alicia, you need to go back to the Holy Family. And I was like, wait, what? So this to me is like, okay, Alicia, you're not making this shit up because that was not in your head. You're a universe girl. You didn't believe in God. You didn't believe in Jesus. You didn't believe in the Bible because of religion of Catholicism. And I was like, Catholicism is the answer. And he's like, no, it's like Taoism with the Holy Family. That was one of the most powerful messages I was ever given. And it allowed a door to open that allowed me to step outside the box of God as religion. And that was part of this journey that I went on. And anybody wants to hear that more again, 57 through 59, but going into that, I mean, since your parents have passed, which of course I'm so sorry, because that's always, you you know, it's just freaking hard and difficult. And, you know, it's still weird, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but do they leave you signs? Do they leave you myronies? Do you connect to that? I mean, I'm turning into my father more by the day, which is not a bad thing because he was a wonderful human being. Oh, your dad was and so he was, sweet. And, and he was hysterical mom. too. And he was really funny. Most people, I mean, there was some people, you know, like Pete and Kevin and, you know, my old, my friends I've had even longer than you. They right. all knew my father. You know, my father was a big guy. He was a force. He was kind of intimidating sometimes, but he was hysterical, you know? But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's... Well, for those uh, <laughs> that have lost loved ones, there's a really beautiful book called Signs, a Secret, um, Signs, a Secret Language of the Universe by psychic medium Laura Lynn Jackson. I highly recommend anybody to check that out if they want to see the signs, which now you know are now called myronies, because they love to leave us signs. They can leave yeah. it through music. Uh, oh, yeah, I see it through yeah. license plates all the time. I guess yeah, you're signs. big with numbers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm no, big yeah, with numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big with numbers. Yeah. And, you know, we'll go into that another time. But, you know, it's just like if all we need to do is pay attention. And one of the things and even though why I'm saying this, because we have we never know. This may be the first time somebody's even hearing this because of people mm-hmm. that, you know, that you share that you're like, hey, I was on this podcast. Listen to my yeah. interview. And I like to call Myronese spiritual breadcrumbs because it can be sometimes a giant like loaf of bread that just like hit you across the face. Like you're like, you cannot deny it. Mm -hmm. But truthfully, it also can be the smallest crumb. But what the difference is, and and in my first episode, it's called discover Myronese and your inner superpower. Because you see a sign, you then get a gut reaction And Mm -hmm. then there's an action to take. And in most cases, it's to connect to somebody, which Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to lead into. Yeah. um, Lead into all your amazing, unbelievable connections in the music world. So I want to go into, I mean, you've been a, I mean, you've been a drummer percussionist ever since. Since fourth grade. Since fourth grade. So I was 10. Yeah. And then, um, oh my Oh my God. I'm just like, I'm remembering all, Crazy. I'm remembering all our connections. Cause I almost forgot of the other one because first we, there were the Limpopos. Mm-hmm. My high school band. Yep. Yep. Oh, that was so, you guys, <laughs> you guys were so good. Crazy. Oh, I know. I know. So let's, I listen to about- that stuff now. Cause I digitized the tapes. Oh, we still have some tapes. Can, brand send, can yeah, you send totally. me? I yeah. love the Lil Popos. Yeah. I think about, I listen to it now and it's like, I can't believe we are at 15 and 16 years old, all of us, that's what we created. Oh, it was you know, unbelievable. And you know the, what? Let's give like, let's give a little shout out to Dave Charnus, who Dave is Charnus, no longer, yeah. no longer not, yeah. than, so yeah. let's share a little bit about Limpopos. Let's, let's, let's dive into because they, you, okay. So we graduated high school in the mid nineties. 
And so we were part of the grunge era. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> we didn't know it at the time, but we were. <laughs> we, yeah. So we were Pearl Jam. And yeah. I mean, like, let's let's just let's just bring the listeners where we were at yeah. and what the yeah. Limpopos was and really, truly the power of the Limpopos. It was. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, yeah, we had our own thing. You know, Dave was a crazy writer and. And I, you know, I learned a lot from him. We all learned a lot from each other and Pete and Joe. And, you know, it was, it was. Well, it actually was just say the names of everybody who was in it. Like, let's like, let's uh, just. Dave Charnus, mm -hmm. Pete Marceau, uh, Joe Calcerto. Oh, um, Rob Smith was in the band in the early days. Now, if you remember him, he was, he was, oh, uh, yeah. he was a year older than me. Um, remember, because I think there was a Rob Smith. It was a who was in my grade. I don't remember, but um, there oh, were two well, of them. Oh, well, maybe I didn't yeah, know yeah, yeah. the right no, one. No, but Rob was in the band in the early days and then he was not. And then, um, yeah, it was, it was, the band was very different. I mean, even now it's like, you know, I, I don't know. We didn't change the world by any stretch, but we, we, we changed Sparta for a little while. Oh my God, <laughs> did you ever? And I mean, all the shows we would go to and they were so much fun and yeah. whatever, what, what did end up happening? I know he passed away, Dave, but what ended up happening with Dave? Dave passed away. Oh God. Um, sorry. I don't, I want to say it's got to be close to 10 years. Well, ago it was now. a long time, but like, yeah. what, what actually happened? Truthfully, I don't know. You don't know. Um, I don't remember. It was something. Um, I remember someone said something to me that I didn't, I didn't remember this. And if I did, I forgot. I believe he had heart issues when he was a kid. Oh, wow. And I think it had something to do with that. Um, wow. But I don't know. Please don't quote me on that. But uh, Dave was a character. I mean, when he was uh, when we were in our teens and um, I used to I actually I saw him and his wife not long before he passed away. Aww. They lived in um, Madison, New Jersey, and I used to play a club there. Oh. And uh, like literally one night, Dave and I, not this Dave, Dave McBride, the gentleman I was playing with, we were coming into the place as Dave and his wife were leaving. And that was the last time I saw him. Oh, well, that's freaking divine irony, yeah. don't you think? I mean, it was, and it wasn't long, you know, be, be, before, before he passed. It was, I want to say a month. It was like, yeah. Well, there are some yeah. powerful things and, and I'd love to do. Um, so I'm an intuitive, um, I'm an intuitive mentor um, where I have these things called soul sessions and I haven't even really been able to go too much into that with you, but mm. I want to do a soul session with you before, I we, would love we, to. before yeah. we, uh, go into your part two with the surprise, amazing guest that we'll announce <laughs> at the end of this, but like, think about that. Think about how powerful that is that you got to see him before. And so yeah. I love the fact, and I'm like, hey, Dave, you're around. We know it. We, you're here with us in this moment right now because of the energy of what mm -hmm. the Limpopos was. So, yeah. okay, so moving on, then there was your next band um, of, uh, God, what, was, what was The Limit? Oh, The Limit, yeah, with um, Eric Larson, who was in my grade. I just actually cut a, a song for Eric. He's still oh making music. Oh my God, he's in, tell um, Eric he's, hi from me. He's in New York State. I don't talk to him that often, but he's in New York State now. I believe he's in, um, oh God, uh, Peekskill. Peekskill, Oh, New okay, York. okay. And um, yeah, but I haven't physically seen him in a while. Remember. But yeah, I, he's there. Well, Sorry. the limit... I mean, that was a, that was such a different, cause that was more like spin doctors style. Yeah. That, that wasn't my band. If you remember originally, that was Eric, no. um, mm -hmm. Dave Spina and, yep. um, Pete Grossman. Yes. And, uh, another friend of mine, Brendan Buckley, who was the original drummer. If you remember, you know, Brendan, oh, yes. um, you know, Brendan, um, <laughs> Brendan, I always say this, God bless him. I love the kid. I, we're still friends to this day, but you know, Brendan is, is a bona fide rock star. You know, he plays for Shakira. What? And, oh yeah. He's been Shakira's drummer for 20 years. That's, oh my goodness. So that's he, Brendan. Oh, wow. Dude is an, if you remember him from back then, he was such a sweet kid and he's still like so humble and he was because yeah. I remembered mm -hmm. when it was the original and then yeah. when you start, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. When, going when he, he went away to college, that's when I joined the band because he was a year older than even me and Eric. And uh, I joined the band because the Limpopos were done at that point. Dave was off to college. He right. went to West Virginia, if I remember right, went to right. Um, Duquesne, if I remember right. I can't remember what I had for lunch on Tuesday, but I remember that from 30 years ago. 
Um, but yeah, so it is so, um, yeah, you know, Brendan is. But you I mean, know what's he, even crazier is that I was with Pete Grossman on, we went with a group called Performing Arts Abroad the summer okay. before my senior year of high school. We went to hmm. Europe and traveled with 120 hmm. kids. And I don't remember uh, that. And well, see, that's why it's funny. We're bringing up all the myronic connections. Yeah. It's like, here you go. So Pete, I, forget, I was from the limit because of Eric Larson and I guess mm -hmm. Kirsten when they okay. dated. Because uh -huh. I think that's how I got connected to the limit band, whatever. That's like a million years ago. Yeah, this is a million years ago. You Roughly. know, we're <laughs> 45 here you're you know you're <laughs> I'm 47 girl yeah you're 47 you're a little bit older than me but we were only a year apart but here's mm -hmm. the thing I somehow I Pete was the one that told his um choir director because it was mm -hmm. what Roxbury High School I believe Roxbury did I believe this, Roxbury yeah. Roxbury did this program Sparta did not and without even auditioning Pete's like, she can sing. And I got in. And so I traveled around Europe for, oh, nice. um, uh, that, yeah, it was the crazy, it was the craziest thing, how I got mm. in and traveled around for like three weeks, going to Belgium, Austria, Germany, Switzerland, Holland, and France. We were actually wow. in Paris on Bastille day. That's not a nice. crazy story. Yeah. And wow. so then, so then now you became part of that band. Okay. So moving yeah, I, I haven't seen Pete or, or Dave Spina in probably oh, 20 geez. years. Right? I, mean, I can't remember the last time I saw either of them, to be honest. Yeah. So I see crazy. Eric. I, mean, I see Eric from time to time. He was at my old studio in Milford, Pennsylvania um, before I moved down here, right before I moved actually. So probably about three years ago. And oh, then okay. I think I and then I think I saw Eric in Sparta one time I was rolling through and me and him and Pete had lunch. <laughs> it was funny, you know. Oh, I remember seeing yeah. the picture on like whatever social media, Facebook, yep. Instagram, or something like that, which is so funny. I it's mean, crazy. It's it's yeah. so it's so crazy when you back start at the putting... Sparta Diner. Oh <gasps> <gasps> I miss the Sparta Diner. Oh but it doesn't my look God. like that anymore, you know. It's totally different now. I know. It doesn't and then look what, like that at all the, anymore. The really great one, Jefferson Diner. Oh, that's still awesome. Ugh. Jefferson is still badass. Yeah. We used to just go shoot pool and just, mm -hmm. we had so much fun. So yeah. much fun. Okay. Yeah. So moving along in your mm -hmm. musical Byronic story here. Um, okay. So after that, what was your next band? What was your next move? Oh God. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm after the limit know. and you're like out of high school and blah, blah, blah. I was studying music in New York. The Drummers Collective. I had some great teachers. Um, oh, I joined a band called Steel Grass. They oh were, my they God, were, uh, I remember, remember those guys? Steel Grass. I came um, to see you a bunch of times. Yeah, it was, I was like 18. I mean, oh, it was like a, um, that was joined, really good. I learned a lot from those guys because they were like stellar musicians and they were like nine, maybe 10 years older than me. Yeah. So that was like a life lesson thing. And musically, and I was studying, and, and um, no, that was a great experience. I really enjoy that. I still keep in touch with them guys too. Obviously, you know, it's crazy. Um, uh, but yeah, I did that band for a while and that hooked me up. Ironically, going back to Sparta. Okay. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, got to start using the word, not ironically, oh, ironically. Sorry. See, I didn't even knew I said it. <laughs> it just comes See, that's what's now. so funny. I love everybody has has this so yes so myronically from sparta yeah. that um well that with steel grass that's how i hooked up with uh from good homes you remember those guys of oh course. yeah you know when i used to go see those guys oh god you know uh, when wait, i was 13 years old wasn't from good homes they used to travel with dave matthews right wasn't that yes yes, yes. before either of them yeah they actually got signed to, by the same guy to the label um RCA Records. The same guy signed Dave Matthews signed from Good Homes. Were you at the? Were we together when? Um, uh, what was it? The the Horde Festival when Dave Matthews. Mm -hmm. Dave Matthews. Uh, it was like there was a rested, they, uh, rested root was a sideshow band. Dave Matthews was there. It was like fifty people. Um, this was way before anybody knew Dave Matthews. Yeah, big. Uh, it was Big Head Todd was on that bill too. Yeah. 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 yeah, and that and, was, um, I mean, Brothers. was so what? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. the first time I saw Dave Matthews. My life changed forever. And that's I was with you because actually, we 
I don't think that was the first time I saw them, but that was a cool show. That was a cool day. And Blues Traveler was on that bill too. Well, right, because Blues Traveler was part of the Horde tour. Which, you know, you know my association with those guys. Well, we're, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is why we're, so the idea, so the idea with Myrony is the divine design that interweaves us together. So I want mm-hmm. to have the listeners hear the level of interweaving that goes along with your storyline. Because that's well, even- unbelievable. I mean, even just look at out the you know the the time frame that, that you're talking about when we were in high school, when you and I were 16 and 17 years old. Um, I'm not friends with Dave, Dave Dave Matthews. I've met Dave Matthews, knowing that, but but um, he's he's a character, by the way. But just but look at just those you said, Spin Doctors, Blues Traveler. You know, I'm friends with those guys now. <laughs> I know. So let's keep going. Let's it's keep funny, going. You know, so, no, sorry. It's, it's ironic. It's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, speaking of ding, 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 your nickname for me is. Oh, dingy. Yeah. I haven't used that recently, though. Where did dingy come from? I mean, am I, I a dumb no blonde or something no. that you're like, oh, dingy. Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, was... I know it was a term of endearment for oh, you, absolutely. but it was, it was the funniest thing. I mean, listeners. It was like it was 30 like, years ago. Give me a break. I know. <laughs> but you're like, hey, dingy. Well, most people like, would what? take <laughs> people would take offense. I did take offense in the beginning. No, you. I remember the look on your face was like. What? Well, because I'm like, am I stupid? Like, no. <laughs> that's Far that's what stupid. I that's what I got. I'm like, dingy. I don't remember. I, I know, no but I explanation I will, for myself. I will admit, you're the only one that can call me dingy, and you still can to this day, and probably until we're. Old I may have red. to uh, recycle that. Re- bring him back, but that I'm was really funny that you said ding, ding, ding. And oh yeah. I already knew I was going to bring in dingy, but you, you really brought it. Oh, you in. did? See, <laughs> I thought about that. I was going to let that go. <laughs> no, because need to edit some things out. No, no. I try to be as transparent as authentic and I don't let anything not be told. So I'm totally good mm-hmm. with whatever. But um, right yeah, that was a funny. Th- and then remember our other thing? Yep, 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 yep. Oh, you yeah, yep, 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 No, 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 no. Oh my God. Like, like the last like 29 years of my life didn't happen. You know, it's, it's crazy. No, that's uh, our connection. Like even when we get together, you know, when. You well, know, I was just going to say, it's so funny you say that. Cause uh, it's, it's, it's not ironic. It's my ironic. When you, uh, <laughs> the first time you came down to the NAM show, we hadn't seen each other in how many freaking years. Oh my God. And forever. I was in Anaheim and you were, where were you living at that point? I don't remember. San Jose, where I, San Jose, yeah. where I still am. Yeah, and you came down and we just, it was like we left off, you know, we, we didn't it was skip like a beat. no time. I mean, I still have not met your wife or your kid. I know, is that crazy, isn't it? We need to make this happen. I need to make a trip to Florida and yeah. I need to come meet them because mm. you're, you're, I mean, you got, you're one, you're, you're one of the lucky ones. You, you got, you know, beautiful, amazing wife, super supportive oh, yeah. and amazing kids and like, like that's awesome, but you know it's so interesting because your story as a musician and or well as a drummer, percussionist, well and musician of course, but mm-hmm. you are one of the few people who didn't necessarily make it big, but was able mm-hmm. to cr- truly create um, a career doing yeah. what you love more than anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm very I, grateful for that. You know? I will never forget how excited you would get over a cymbal. Or a little, oh, your little baby snare drum. I, I can see your drum kits in my head. They're all back I can here. See, can you see them? I can. I can. <laughs> I remember there was the sunburst, like red, orange. That one's that one's gone, unfortunately. Yeah, the, oh, art, okay. the sunburst pearl kit. Yeah. Actually, yeah. ironically, that kit, ironically, that <laughs> kit, I sold that kit to Kurt Ludwig. Are you serious? And then I bought it back. <laughs> I, kid, I kid you not. You couldn't get not going off on it on, on this, but speaking of that time frame, you know, Kurt was in your grade, I think, and and yeah. his sister Tiffany was in my grade. Um, but uh, yeah, I sold. He was working in Chicago at the time, I believe, for the Blue Man Group. This is twenty years ago. Oh my goodness! Yeah. and he bought that kit from me, and then like two years later, I bought it back. <laughs> but I will like just for the listeners, like I remember you got this little piccolo snare. And you were oh, yeah. so excited about this piccolo snare. And then yeah. you would you would talk to me about all your 
all your drum equipment. Like I have any fucking clue what you're talking I'm sorry. About. No, 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 no. But I, I would just listen and I'd be like, it's totally cool because I saw the passion and it was amazing. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy that I remember the names of all your drum equipment. Like you seriously. The, you should see the crap I have now. You think I had a lot of stuff back then. There's seven oh. drum kits back here. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's get back on no, the, sorry. no it's it's i know how much you love your drum kits and your oh god i i literally can see the excitement of like when you receive something and you just be like oh my god i just remembered one of your cars the vet oh the chevette yeah the chevette. <laughs> yeah i got that car thing from my brother even when i was like you're younger and and remember I had that little green car we called okay, the Bob? Right. So, okay, so for the listeners, so one of the things was Alan was like, I'm going to come pick you up in the vet, the Chevette. <laughs> and it was this gold piece of crap. It was. That was a cool car, though. And it was a four-door. It, it was a four-door Chevette, even. It wasn't even a, a cool two-door. No. <laughs> and then, and so you had names for all of your cars so then yes you had this green car you yeah, called I, don't remember what, I don't remember even what that thing was but i called it i bob. don't know it was a green blue green color and we played with bob and then, and then once i got once i got to jeeps though i never turned back yeah 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 it's yeah, been 30 yeah. years and i'm on jeep number god knows 10 at this point yeah but know. i'll never forget the chevette and bob <laughs> <laughs> Because oh it was the way you said it. You're like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to come pick you up in the vet. I stole that from my brother, too, because my brother had a Chevette back. Okay, so you weren't Not that, that clever. One. He had a, okay. No, no, no. I never, I never claimed to be clever. Never. <laughs> not then, not now, never. <laughs> okay, so, so moving on to getting to this interweaving of how all these things happen. So, okay, so we want to go back because we did go on a tangent, but Good Homes introduced you. So they traveled, they were big. They were really big. Or from yeah, we Good did Homes. a bunch of shows with them. Yeah, from, we did a bunch from, of shows with yeah. From Good Homes was really mm -hmm. big. And like they were um, one of the opening bands for Dave Matthews. Um, I do remember Well, they opened that. for a lot of people. You know, they had a lot of, they did Dave Matthews, Blues Traveler, um, Joan oh, Osborne. So that's right, because they were just part of uh -huh. that yep. style of, what style of music is it? I don't even know. I mean, it's like. Oh, I don't know. What would you call it? What would you call I it? I don't Blues know. Traveler and whatever. Okay, so. Uh, anyway. The jam, the jam band thing. Yeah, the jam you know, like band. Okay. Spend doctors. And, you know. Yeah, fish. <laughs> I remember our fish concert. Oh, yep. that was fun. Oh yeah, Did, didn't we go to see fish at the uh, at, at uh, Waterloo? Yeah, should I tell my fish story because it's pretty damn funny? I don't know if I remember that, but okay, let's go back. It was probably because um, I mean I saw Lollapalooza too with when Pearl Jam with like the whole like everybody like we were all at Lollapalooza too together with Pearl mm -hmm. Jam and Ministry and um, I remember I was in. I think you were the one that saved me from the mosh pit. Hmm. I'm almost positive. Know. You, I was in right in front of Pearl Jam and you're like, you, was it you? Oh, that was really funny. I'm trying to remember hmm. who it was. I thought maybe it was you, but one of the guys was like, Alicia, hmm. get out. You're going to get killed. And I was like, no, I want to see. Yeah, you don't want to be in there. No, and then I started, no, getting I started getting tossed around a little bit, and I like, but I was on the outskirts. I was like, "Whoo, got saved." Yeah. Okay, so it was really funny because fish. This actually connects to um, Pete Marceau. Okay. So I can't remember everybody that was involved, but I do remember where you came into this. So we were at Waterloo Village, and I was a pretty—I have to admit—I wasn't a, like. I, I was a pretty good girl. Like I wasn't in high school drinking a lot or yeah. anything like that. And, but this one time um, we, we go to this concert and I forget who we were with. I remember her name was Heather, but um, we were drinking uh, screwdrivers and we ran mm. out of orange juice. And so she and I are walking through the tailgating, trying to find orange juice. So we couldn't find orange. I mean, we're mm. wasted. And it did not take a lot for me to get wasted, like half a beer and I was wasted. So add vodka to the level of what it was. It's a funny story, listeners, so get ready. Um, but <laughs> we get back to everybody and uh, 
there was a bowl of fruit. So we start dousing the fruit with vodka and eating the fruit. And then whoever it was with, and I believe her name was Heather, she starts throwing up. And I was like, oh, are you okay? And then there's me dying. Like it was like her and then me. And literally to the point, I just pass out. And everybody is like, we gotta go into the concert. Pete doesn't have a ticket. When you wake up, find Pete. <laughs> so, so I wake up in a field of cars, just absolute mess, vomited, like just, I'm like, what happened? You know, I'm 16 years old or so. I think I was 16 at the time. And it's a good thing my parents are past because, you know, if they right. have this story. <laughs> because <laughs> it's so funny the story gets even funnier and funnier this is one of definitely one of my best worst stories ever so um so I wake up I find Pete thankfully in somebody's car there was another shirt I could change into I'm so wasted and Pete's like you got to go find everybody so I'm walking through and because it was Waterloo and what how far is Waterloo from Sparta like 20 minutes like 20 it's minutes close. 25 minutes yeah. yeah so there were a lot of Sparta people and everybody's like, Alicia, you okay? And I'm like, I got to find my friends. That's all I kept saying. I got to find my friends. I got to find my friends. I somehow found all of you. Wow. Thousands of people. Yeah. Oh, because we were with Kathy from Newton. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kathy Taylor. Yeah. I'm so glad you remember people's names. Cause I, I saw her, I saw her, um, a few year, years back at the Rockaway mall, probably five, wow. six years ago. Yeah. She's married as a kid now. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Kathy, cause that was actually the first day I smoked pot too. This was, this was a, this was a big one for me. <laughs> so anyway, I, I find you guys out of thousands of people. And then I remember we're driving back and we stop at Dunkin' Donuts and I get mm. like some, something to settle my stomach. And I'm like laying, I don't know whose lap I was laying on, like just about to die. Who drove? Oh, beats me. Oh. I don't remember there because there were so many of us. I mean, yeah. it was, it was a whole crew, like crew of people. Hmm. And, um, but we all stopped. It was like three cars worth. And we all stopped at Dunkin' Donuts and everybody was like getting, you know, bagels. That's crazy. What? Yeah. <laughs> but what's even funnier is I get home and my mom's still awake and she's like, oh, how was the concert? And I was like, oh, really good, but I'm really tired. So I'm going to go to bed. So I wake up in the middle of the night. I have to run to the guest bathroom. I'm puking my guts out. I find grass up my nose. Like it was, it was bad. It was really, really, really bad. But what's <laughs> even worse is the next day I had to work at the bird store. Remember? Yes, so, I do. So listeners, my first crazy job. So if you haven't heard, I've had a lot of crazy things is I worked and it sounds really wrong, but in an exotic bird store. Mm -hmm. Yes, you did. <laughs> not an exotic store an exotic bird store but yeah, yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> but those fuckers were like going off and 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 mrs emerling knew that um what sue emerling that was her name sue mm -hmm. knew that we were all at this concert so she had mm -hmm. no she was just laughing at us who had yeah. to work because i mean you think you have a hangover? We'll add hundreds of birds squawking at the same time. So I think I had to work the next day too, but yeah, but you didn't work in a bird store. No, I worked, I worked, I worked at the marina with my dad. So oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So fun little side story, but I think that's a funny story. Like, I don't know how I found you guys. I'm so glad I did, because otherwise I would have been stuck in water. I don't probably. I don't remember being in I don't remember being in really bad shape at that show. I remember being pretty even keel. Maybe I drove. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. But I do know Kathy was, it was somebody was had pot and it's like, oh, here, try this. And I took a hit. So yeah, it was just a bad, bad, you know, but when you're teenagers, you do fun, crazy things. So you live to tell about it. Yeah. Yes. At least I survived. Here so, we are. Yeah. Moving on. So after that, where was your next move musically? <sighs> um, after that, because that was the whole thing. And that's actually a um, little segue here, because at that point with Steel Grass, that's when I actually started making my shift over to production. This is when I started doing studio stuff. I went into the studio with Steel Grass 
And then I, that's when I met Don at Mixolydian Studios because I started doing more original stuff. Steelgrass was the original band. Um, and I started, um, that's where I realized that I had a knack for studio stuff. And so did other people. So I started playing drums on their records and stuff, which is what I still do here, as you know. Um, but next band wise, I'm trying to think, because it's before I got involved in all the Buffett stuff and the Trot right. Rock stuff. Um, there was some jam bands that I did some stuff with. I did a, uh, I did a hip hop thing. Uh, did you ever meet um, Jai Dillon? Did you remember that name? He mm. played uh, bass with um, uh, Bobby Sivarth. You remember him? I played with him. He was a Jersey guy. He was in Jefferson, I believe. Well, I'm just throwing out some names. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Era. But um, still doing original stuff, doing more records and stuff. And then that's how I got into, into the production thing. Um, and then, you know, is, is uh, kind of, it's inevitably, you know, inevitably going to get here is when I got into the Buffett stuff. Right. I got hooked up doing, you know, the trap rock thing, as they call it, Jimmy Buffett music. I was in, you know, I played in a Jimmy Buffett band for 16 of 19 years before I moved down here. And I kind of still do that. I work with a band down here now, does a Beach Boys show, does a Jimmy Buffett show. Um, That's so cool. And I know I got to see, I mean, because I saw you, what, Ocean City, right? That's where. Oh, that's right. With, with, with Trisha. With my girlfriend Trisha. You Morgan. guys came to uh, Fagers Island. We were at yeah. Fagers Island. Oh yes. God, what year was that? That's... That would have been. I mean, I was living. I was living in Baltimore. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably because I moved out here in oh, that's 2012. Right. Wow, that's right. I remembered that. Yeah, so you saw Parrot Beach. Yeah, yeah I wow. did. I did. Yeah, that was so. I'm cool. actually going to do some shows with them this summer. Oh really? I'm filling it. I did that last year too. And, uh, and you never saw this, of course, but you know, I got involved with the nerds too. <laughs> I, play, I play with those guys sometimes. Those guys are, um, I don't know if you even knew that. I think yeah. you told me that yeah. actually. I, I think I mean, I've seen a picture with those glasses. Yeah. With the little I mean, I used to go see those guys at the Boulevard pub on my fake ID when I was 17. And, you know, and they're, you know, now I'm a grown man. I get to play with them. It's fun. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. So then you, I mean, let's talk about all the companies you're, you know, you're, you're sponsored with like your Vader drumsticks or, or your, Oh yeah. I'm, how, I'm very, you very, very that. blessed. Yeah. yeah it's, I'm very blessed with that. I mean, I play, I play some of the absolute best equipment in the world and I have deals with almost every company I use. You, so you want to put a, you wanna, yeah, I'm like, you want to put a plug on all your people that all your, companies? Oh God, I could try. Um, GMS drums, which, you know, those guys are in Long Island. Tony and Rob make great drums. I have seven kits and 15 snare drums back here. Um, <laughs> ultimate ears, which are my monitors. You see them in my ears. Um, oh God. Evans drum heads, Vader drumsticks. Uh, I, I can just look. They're right here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Solomon mics, sim pads, uh, drum tacks, Porter and Davies. Um, I have a lot of companies I endorse. Like I'm very blessed. Yeah. Um, Empirical well, Labs, which is a, is a really cool company that you can't see it here, but under uh, my buddy Dave Durr, actually, um, when I went in to record with with the band in I think '93. Um, I got to work with Dave in his studio. He was the one who said to me, hey, you got a good ear for this production thing. So I always oh. say I have I have Dave Dare to thank and blame that I have a hundred grand worth of equipment in my studio. <laughs> but I yeah, and since, yeah, with all the deals I have with all those companies, it's a, it's a you know, because I can say this, we're, we're being, you know, I'm not exactly a rock star. You know, I have friends who are. You got you know, a lot exactly, of friends who are. I'm not. And like Brendan Buckley, like I say, you know, Brendan is an absolute, you know, he's a monster, you know, he travels the world, you know, I'm so proud of him. And he uh, has, you know, deals with all his companies, obviously, but these companies have been so good to me and so kind to me, you know, maybe they, they think I'm going to be a rock star one day, or maybe they just don't care. I don't know. But I still think you're going to be, a. I think you just haven't gotten known to the level, but like, I'm not stopping now. Yeah, exactly. So, because there's a lot. I'm of working on a lot of records. I mean, right now I'm working on, you know, uh, a record for clients in uh, the Midwest, uh, Jersey, um, Michigan. So 
I mean, Great. that's a fun thing about podcasting is you have no idea or YouTube, you have no idea mm-hmm. who's actually going to see it. So that's why I'm like, you yeah. know, let's give a shout out to whoever we can give a shout out to. But now I want to go into like how you are connected to as many people as you're connected to. Well, some of it is the is the drum thing, um, you know, the drum, not the brands, obviously, but, you know, just as a drummer, you meet people and then it happens to be, like I said, you know, it's it, some of it is. Um, well, I like to say it's not what we know or even who we know, it's who they know that yeah. allows these bigger connections to keep opening up more and mm-hmm. more, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so like, who was one of the first, like, really famous people that you met that you were, like, beyond starstruck when you met them? Oh, God. One of the first? Or, like, yeah, like you... Yeah. Like when you're first okay. getting into, because I know, you know, so many people and I just want to, I just okay. again, want no, to show this timeline. But that's cool to think about that because I don't think of it that way. Cause I'm here now, but if I go back, I remember when I met um, Warren Haynes, he played at the bottom line. Remember the bottom line? The bottom it was, line. Uh, it was in New York. It was by um, NYU. It was a okay. cool club. I never, a lot I of never fun, went. Yeah, yeah I never a long went time ago. Okay. It's been closed for many years, but I saw, I met Warren Haynes and that was, I mean, you know, he's Warren Haynes. And who Haynes. is, well, see, I don't know who Warren Haynes Warren Haynes, Haynes so was with to... the Allman Brothers. He's a legend and he's a super nice guy, but that was a show we went to. And was, so he was a drummer of the Allman No, he's a guitar player. Oh, he's a guitar, he's a guitar player. player. Okay. So you he, gotta, you got to explain people who wouldn't necessarily oh, know. A lot of people are going to know Warren Haynes. But uh, yeah, we went to that show. It was an acoustic show. It was Warren Haynes, um, Edwin McCain. Remember Edwin? Oh, yeah. I'm friends friends with Edwin still, too. You know, I love Edwin McCain. Oh, he was a super nice guy. Actually, it was funny. He just did a show the other night with Zach Brown in South Carolina. Sounds like we need to ask if Edwin McCain will be on the show. I can do that. (laughs) We're going to ask all your friends. Be like, yeah, why not? But that that was cool. But that story. But since you asked one of the first people, you know, Warren, I think was one of like the first famous people I met, like if I just go back in my head. And then there were drummers, of course. I met, you know, started getting into that thing was I was, whether it was because I was studying in New York or friends I had or gigs I was doing, you know, started meeting famous drummers and that's a whole nother thing. But um, yeah, but Warren Haynes, I think was like the first big one and Edwin, you know, back before we were, you know, acquaintances, we were just like, wow, I love that guy. And you know, so Edwin. what What age would you say you were then? Probably 19, Early. maybe 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to just keep showing this unbelievable, myronic connection oh, to where yeah, you just, are now, because okay. we have to follow this to be able to connect to our surprise guest in your part two. Okay, is that what we're doing? Okay, that's so I wasn't, what sure. we're doing. I wasn't thinking about this timeline, but, um, and then um, of course, when I met Dave Matthews, that was, that was- So when did you was, meet Dave Matthews, Dan? Oh, oh God, I'm trying to think. Um, so while you're thinking- Probably besides, like 99, I Okay, think. so they were yeah. already like under the table and dreaming already. Oh yeah, they were, yeah, everything. they were They boom. were like huge. Yeah. For people that don't know, Dave Matthews Band was so was such a fascinating story because they had to do the college circuit. Like yeah. they, you know, we didn't have they did it. we didn't have means to get music out there like it is now. Like people yeah. could not just go viral just to go. They didn't even know what there was no such thing as viral. You had to go right? play. You yeah, you <laughs> had to play, and so everybody would choose the college scene. And yeah. I will never forget Dave Matthews Band played at the Stone Balloon where I went to school. At oh, I remember that Delaware. Place, yeah. I played and there. Yeah. I thought you did actually. Yeah. But the funny Probably thing a while ago. The, the funny thing is, is you know, when um my ex-boyfriend Dave Feldhaus, he um remember Keach? He, yeah, Keach. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So funny, right? Jesus. But he yeah. was he was a couple of years older than me and I wasn't I wasn't 21. I didn't have a fake ID. I couldn't go see Dave Matthews. However, I got to see them at the TLA in Philadelphia and there was like right. maybe like 300 people saw wow. watched them then and that was right before it was October and then, and then it just Table went, Dreaming came out I think <laughs> yeah. in January. So I had the privilege of seeing mm. them oh, before yeah. they were big. 
And, you know, it's so funny because people are like, oh, I don't like seeing them because, you know, they, they've gotten too big. And it's like, it's unfortunate because it's not that they're anything different. It's just that mm-hmm. they're just, you know, they got big. I but saw that- them in 2019 before we moved down here up at Bethel Woods in New York where they had Woodstock. It was fourth row and it was, it was, I hadn't seen them in a while. You know, it's different now. You know, Boyd's not in the band anymore. The fiddle oh. player's gone. Really? There's a, there's a really dark story behind that. If you don't know, look that up. Um, he's alive, but he's just, um, and of course, Leroy passed away. Right. I probably forgot 15 a, years ago. I forgot about that. Oh my but um, my kids didn't get as much that week that we went, we went to a bunch of shows that summer before we moved. My kids didn't get as much out of that as they did from Zach Brown, because they know Zach Brown's songs. Okay, they don't know now, Dave. Now, I don't even know who's, who's Zach Brown. Zach Brown is—he's—he's he's a country star. He's a huge country star. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm with that gonna, same I'm week, just, my kids got. If okay. I don't know it, I'm just going to ask you because yes, okay. I don't know. No who, okay, so famous country star. Okay, cool. He's—he's he's a big deal. Yeah, he's a big deal. Yeah. Well, I'm not into country. <laughs> and, uh, I like country no, okay. music. I like country yeah. music. I just don't know artists' names, and I'm actually really bad yeah. with people's names. So anybody who's listening to this, That's where okay. I'm like, I don't know who you are. As soon as you start talking about, it, like, oh yeah, maybe I do know who that is. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah. okay. So Dave Matthews. I mean, yeah, like back then, holy geez, like that was that was huge. Yeah, he's and- he's a weird dude. He's a weird guy. Like you know, like you like those weird sounds he makes when he's on stage. He goes, eh, eh. he does that just in everyday life. Like he walks <laughs> around doing it. He's a character, but he's wow. a nice guy. Yeah. Did wow. I ever tell you the story about the, the funniest experience? Not like I hung out with him a lot, but uh, he said to me in the room, in, in the green room, he, it's quick, I promise. He goes, he listen, I got the secret. He says, I got the secret, the key to a happy marriage. He says, so I'm what? like, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. He goes, separate bathrooms. <laughs> and he, and he grabs his drink off the table and walks out the room. And I'm sitting there talking to Carter Buford, who was legendary. And it's like, God. For those that don't know who Carter is, he was the drummer or is he's the drummer, the drummer for Dave. He's, Matthews. he's yeah. still the drummer for Dave Matthews. He's one of the few I can say this because it's true. He's one of the few drummers of our generation who was is really going to be remembered and did anything different. Mm-hmm. And it's not simply because of Dave Matthews band. The dude's just an animal. But yeah, he just separate bathrooms, grabs his drink and walked out. And Carter just goes. Just shakes his head and moves on. You know? I do remember you telling me that story, but I'm so glad we have it's it recorded so now for, forever. It's <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So moving along from Dave Matthews, what was the next? Because I know you're connected to Blues Traveler. So let's, uh, let's just talk uh, yeah, about um, Blues Traveler for a second. Uh, Blues Traveler, my, my best, my closest friend in that band is Brendan Hill. He's the drummer. Okay. Uh, Brendan and I met, believe it or not, in 94 when I was when I was studying music in New York before oh, wow. they even hit they were out but they didn't have uh you know you know, you know run around yet they right. were it was like they had that first record then the second record and then they were big but they weren't what they yeah. were about but when four them. came out yeah th- those guys I think Brandon told me last year when I saw them they've sold 20 million records but I think 16 of that was that record four wow yeah. That's but those guys are super, super nice guys. I got to, um, you know, just got to, we met there and we kept in touch. And then a well, number like of years Popper back. And- yeah, John's, John's a character. He's, he's not, he's, he's not real warm and fuzzy, but he's a good guy. <laughs> but um, no, they're, they're a fun band. I mean, uh, my poor wife has been thrown into the mix of these things. Like that fine day, the first time she ever met them was out of Hershey Park. And actually, ironically, they were doing, strangely enough, a show with Zach Brown. It was a festival. So it was like, you know, I couldn't walk five feet without seeing somebody I knew. It was exhausting. My I wife's like, I'm actually, just going to go. I think you actually told me about that trip yeah. to Hershey Park. But she's at was. Hershey Park for 20 minutes and we're, you know, we're backstage. And five minutes later, she's on the bus with Blues Traveler. You know, she's kind of overwhelmed. I mean, she's used to this crap with me. Right. But it was still kind of overwhelming. You know, they're, oh. they're, they're freaking bona fide rock stars, you know. No, I mean, exactly. And they're just like, oh, come on in, sit down, have a drink. Can I get you a beer? You know, they're just very... They're just people. Well, we have to you remember know? that with celebrities of all oh, yeah. types. They're I mean, I can't people. speak for all of them, but I. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in the sense that if, but really they're just people that have been given amazing opportunities and then yeah. it depends on what they do with it. And yeah, and their, their talents. Be, and, uh-huh. 
Right. And they can either be cool or they can be completely the opposite way. And hopefully, you know, people choose to be cool and recognize where they came from originally and that, you know, they're not anything greater. They may Uh have some gifts, which is wonderful, but they're just people and we're all just people and we can just connect and have a conversation. That's Uh all, you know, no one's better or worse than anybody else, you know, and that's, that's what I love with all your connections. It's like, it's just unbelievable how many people you're connected to. Cause we haven't even scratched the surface no, yet. No, That's and it's why funny you're too. going to be like multi, you're going to be my musical That's fun. guest co-host. So we can That's bring fun. on some really cool people and have some fun conversations and just go in a totally different direction. Yeah. Cause and, my and and music, both start with him. Absolutely. <laughs> And, 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 and my kids are so spoiled. My, my kids, like, probably seriously don't have it in their head. They don't understand the fact that most people don't get to hang out with the artists they get to go see. Right, <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, they get to go to Jimmy Buffett shows and hang out with Jimmy's band. They get to meet, you know, Blues right. Traveler and Zach Brown. But they don't understand that that's not what happens when you normally go see a show. Right, exactly. Well, I now want to go into your connection to Alanis Morissette because you know what I'm asking of you to ask of her. So I'm first, yeah. first, yes, but first, share what share how you got connected to Alanis Morissette, please. I didn't realize we were doing this, but that's okay. Um, not so everybody. I did ask you. Oh yeah, there, no, it's is okay. Is there anything I'm not? No, no, you know? no, it's okay. Um, Alanis and I met uh, her, um, her drummer at the time back in the mid '90s. His name is Gary Novak, and he was an acquaintance of mine through the drummer friends. And Alanis and I uh, met at one of her shows that I went to see him. And let's just say we we hung out for a couple months. <laughs> so. You know, all, well, our lives are our lives are very different now, hers and mine. But we we don't really keep in touch. But I am I have been getting in touch with her through the proper. Well, I, I I hope that you can share this episode with her if she chooses yeah. to listen because mm-hmm. she she's very connected in the spiritual. She's connected in a spiritual sense that uh, like mm-hmm. Neil Donald Walsh of Conversations with God. Uh, she it's almost like he's I. I hate to say a mentor without knowing her, but it seems like that really made a big impact. And here I am, literally, I had conversations with God part two. Mm. And she, (laughs) one of her most famous songs, Isn't It Ironic? And I want to see if she'll rewrite something called Isn't That Ironic? On a spiritual level. I'm going to work on it. How cool (laughs) would that be? So I'm just putting it out there. You know, we're just making it, but you know, it just... But see, that's the whole thing. It's like, if we don't ask or we don't put it out there, we never know. I, I like to say, you know, when doors open, we have to walk through. We mm-hmm. have to take, we have to seize the moment, you know? And yeah. so that's what we're doing right now. Yep. So um, uh, let's see what, well, we're about to announce, actually, that's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Yeah, so, we're going to, we can start here and build up to that now. We're going to be, we're going to be doing, seriously, this is going to be fun. Like, you mm-hmm. know, maybe once a month, we're going to do a music version and okay. that way, or, or whatever is on your schedule that it works. But I would love to just bring on your cool friends and okay. see where they're like, see how their journey happened, mm-hmm. you know? Cause like even everybody, brand, everybody has one. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But how many people get to share it where they're like literally connecting the dots of how it mm-hmm. happened in their life. Yeah. And if yeah. you don't believe that there may be a higher power somehow guiding it, mm-hmm. we're kind of proof that uh, you can't make this shit up if you tried. Yeah. So, so going back to, we're going to share a little teaser for our part two of this episode, because then in the future, you'll be, you know, a guest co-host. But part two is we are going to have would you like to share who your friend, he's who's agreed at whatever he can do it? Mm-hmm. We'll get it done. <laughs> we'll um, get it done. Is it okay if we share who it is? I think so. Because okay. he said he'll do it. It's just a matter okay. of when we got to do it. Um, yeah, my, so there's well, no- Should there's, I just say it or should I tell a little story? I want to hear this. Should I go back a little bit? Go a little bit. Okay. We're doing a little teaser. Well, we're not telling too much, but we're sharing who is going well, to be your first. If I say, though, it's going to have to be, you know. <laughs> well, um, but the whole thing is, this is going to be you as the first, like, guest co-host. And mm-hmm. we're going to be, you know, sharing. This is the first 
the first one to be able to come on, but this story is unbelievably ironic. Yeah, it's it's cool. And you get it more than a lot of people, but I'll I'll explain that. Um back in my in my teen years, um, we're getting to one of my favorite bands, and this whole thing kind of rolls together. You know this, you know, and a lot of people know who know me know this. Um, which is and I always preface this because from being from Sparta is odd for a young white man from a, a very, you know out there little spot in Sparta, I uh, got extremely turned on to through the drumming world to a band called Living Color. Uh, Will was one of my absolute favorite drummers and still is to this day. And we're friends now. I met Will in, uh, in two. And we're going to say Will Calhoun. Right? Will Calhoun, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, he's like my favorite drummer. And like, you know, like we're, we're boys. We hang out now. Like we text and stuff. It's cool. I've studied with him over the years and, and um but um, well, it sounds like we should try to at some point get Will and oh, yeah. other we guests. Can, we can Who get knows? Maybe too. we can make that happen at the same time. You know, it's yeah. it's whatever we're able to create and co-create together. Yeah, but probably for well, well over thirty years now, because I started going to see those guys when I was probably fifteen years old. I still get to see them hang out. I brought my kids to see them a couple months ago down here. And uh, it was, it was, they'd never seen quite anything like that before. You know, it's a show. Um, but a couple years ago, the segue here is this. A couple years ago, uh, a gentleman walked into my studio by the name of Joe Ferry. And he is a Grammy Award winning bass player, producer, artist, uh, novelist. And he, he is also has a doctorate in education. And he was the... Um, I think he was the overseer of the music department at SUNY in um, uh, Purchase. Not, I was going to say New Paul's Purchase. But Joe walked into my studio and we hit it off. And he's kind of reggae ska guy. And I got my background with that. And um, he, for many years, has had this band called the Big Ska Band. Uh, so he decided because of me, we met this musical thing and we lived in the same town. And where he's going to rehash the Big Ska Band again. So we started doing the record and one day sitting on my couch in my old studio in Milford, Pennsylvania, we somehow came on the, the, the fact that we both know Corey Glover from Living Color, the singer. Everybody knows who Corey is. He's the cult of personality. It's him. You know? <laughs> yes. um, everybody, I don't care who you are. Everybody knows that song. So Joe picks up his phone sitting on my couch and calls him. You know, Corey knew me really through Will probably just, I hate to say it, probably just like, you know, the big white guy that hangs out with Will was fine. You know, talks drum stuff. So needless to say, then the next thing you know, Corey Glover is in the big Scott band and he's on the record. So you get this trippy thing. I'm in my forties and I'm in a band with Corey Glover. You know, if you would have told me that back when I was 16, I would have told you you were plum crazy. Yeah. You know? And I will, I can actually attest yeah. that when I remember when you went and saw Living Color, for some reason, I wasn't able to go to that concert. I remember you asking if I wanted to go. Okay. That was probably the one at Rutgers, right? Yeah, I think so. No. And I wasn't able to go. And I remember how excited you were and just how much you loved that band. I still get and, excited to go see them. Well, yeah, I want to go see them. Let's, I, yeah. I want to know when they're playing because I want to go see them okay. for sure. But yeah. here's the thing. What are the freaking odds that you would end up in a band with like one of your idols? I know. It's crazy. When you it were was, you know, it was, from 16 years old, or, you know, was, 16, 17 years old. Like, that's insane. Yeah. It was crazy enough that I got to be friends with Will and study with him and and just, you know, but but then when this whole thing came, it's like, yeah, you know. exactly. And well, we did some. Yeah. That's and, the and, concept of irony. Yeah. I mean, that's freaking irony. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little too ironic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. But anyway, I know we have so much. We're going to have so much fun with this, Alan. We're going to have Absolutely. a lot of fun. I'm super excited for you to be a, 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 another part to this podcast because it's just telling these stories and connecting the dots. So mm -hmm. speaking of connecting the dots, how can people connect with you? Uh, my website. AlanJacksBowers.com. We could always put that on the thing, I guess. But it's that's actually, my... it's going to be in the show notes. So okay. if you want to just say how you, you have, how you spell Alan Jacks. Uh, A-L-A-N-J-A-X-B-O-W-E-R-S. So 
So Alan, Alan Jacksbowers.com. You can connect with Alan there and but yep. you're going to hear and see Alan a lot more. And so our next episode with us together is going to be hopefully with Corey Glover mm -hmm. and who knows, maybe even Will Calhoun. That would be Yeah, fun. I may get him. I may be able to get him to chime in too. You're love Corey. Corey is hysterical. That would be so much <laughs> fun to have everybody together, right? Oh yeah. Just, you know, so mm -hmm. anyway, this is just the start of something unbelievably myronic on the musicals, on the musician side, on the rock, like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like I'm beyond excited <laughs> because I know all these, like, you know, I'm going to be the one that gets to be starstruck this time. So I'm like, yay. Nice. So anyway, thank you so much, Alan, for joining me today. And to the listeners, I'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's myrony.com where you can share your unbelievable myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.